0: So saw a podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything competition, whether it be sports, reality competitions, or will Shaq remain undefeated in pro wrestling history? If you're competing, we're talking about it. I'm your host, Kevin G, and I'm here as always with my co-host, CJ. CJ, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, man. Um, Shaq went through a table, went through two tables.
1: He did. He's a very large man. He needed both tables to break his fall.
0: It's it's funny because I did not expect to see him wrestling, but I think that's why people tuned in to AEW the other day.
1: And I think that's why they didn't do it on their pay per view this Sunday because they wanted to pop a rating, right? So it's hey, we're gonna have Shaq show up. He's gonna work this match, and by work, I mean he just you know does some slaps, <laughs> gets pushed through a table, called day. So now he's what two and zero. Oh? I, I would say like. 1-0, because the only other match I can think of that he's in, he did an uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania 32, but that's, you know, get thrown over the top rope, goes to the floor. That really doesn't count for your record. <laughs> I mean, I guess he lost, but he lost to, like, like, 30 people lost that match, one dude won. So it doesn't count? Nah, I wouldn't count it.
0: So he's 1-0. Congrats yeah. to Shaq. What else has been going on with you, man? You got this wedding coming up.
1: I know. I'm ready for it to be over. I've been going to the gym. I'm trying to get ready. So, like, as I talked about last week, with uh future father-in-law being a 42 chubby. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen to the story if you didn't hear it. It's great. So I've been like in the gym working out. Because at my size, at like that 54, it's the edge of being able to wear a fullback vest. So you can either like wear a vest or you wear a bib. Yeah. And I don't want to wear a bib. I don't want to be like the big baby sitting there. Right, right, right. So I've been going to the gym. And I go to a gym that's like down the street from our houses. And it's weird to me because I'm going there and I'm working out. And I'm like... I do an hour on the elliptical every day, like getting it. I do six miles on the elliptical. I don't run because I'm fat and it hurts my knees, okay. but I do the elliptical. So I'm like done and I look like I got out of a pool, like I'm dripping drenched. sweat, drenched. And I'm looking around and all the all the, all the the cardio stuff's upstairs, all the weights are downstairs. So I'm looking around upstairs and nobody's sweating. I'm like, <laughs> why am I the only one sweating?
0: Is it like one of those pretty person gyms?
1: Kind of, but like... So there's, like, different levels. So I go to EOS Fitness, which is, like, if you're serious about working out, cool. But it's not a pretty per- – like, LVAC in Vegas is the pretty person gym.
0: Yeah, man. That's where I saw Leroy getting ready for this last season of the challenge.
1: Right. So, like, that's a pretty person gym. And then there's, you know, the Planet Fitnesses of the world, which is just, like, casual. The broke gym. people gym. But, like, also you can go and get pizza. <laughs>
0: i remember the first time i went to planet fitness (laughs) and they had pizza i'm like why
1: i don't get it either
0: defeats the purpose i think
1: yeah but so i'm at so i'd say eos is like the middle so i'm up there and i'm like drenched in sweat and i'm looking around i'm like okay well i'm gonna go lift weights now because you know i gotta lose some weight and i go downstairs and there's lots of like super fit people like six packs galore and just people shredded no one's sweating downstairs either. Wait, they don't. Sh- they don't even sweat when they're lifting the weights. No, it's so weird to me. I'm like, why am I the only one in here who's wet? <laughs> like, are you not trying? Like, no, they like sit there. So it's like you do one set of curls, and you're doing like five pound curls, and then you sit on your phone for ten minutes, and then you do another set. And meanwhile, you have like twenty four inch pythons, like Hulk Hogan. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it's it's because of all the steroids they're doing.
1: Obviously. Yeah.
0: It's the steroids. It's definitely the answer. I remember asking one of our buddies that's shredded. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he's a shredded dude. And I said, how'd you get so shredded, man? And he's like, legit cast steroids. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) And he said, yeah, man. Um, I started taking steroids. And he told me, like, what year he started taking steroids. Mm -hmm. And I I guess if you think about it, steroids are, like, terrible, right? I mean, I don't want to do them, but if you're not competing in any... Competitions. If you want to take some,
1: PB, like if you're just trying to look good, yeah. So I go there six days a week, and there's these two chicks that go, and in my brain I call them the Fit Sisters. Fit sis, and they're in there every day. They never do cardio. They're always lifting weights. Got to stay and, lifting. Um, they're doing like the CrossFit stuff. So I'm in there and I'm like doing a bench press, and I look over and they're doing pull ups, and I'm like, I can't do one, and you guys are just up there, it's like one, two. 97, 132, just going for days. And then they switch out. And then while one is doing pull-ups, then the other one is just doing squats. And I'm like, you two are not very large, but you're definitely like death by snoo-snoo type chicks because you're just super <laughs> fit. And again, not sweating.
0: What I never understand is gym fashion, right? Because I feel like I'm always wearing baggy clothes comparatively. I right. see people in there and they have like shirts that barely fit. And they have pants that are like showing off their gluteus maximus. Right. And I'm like wearing these baggy basketball shorts and an oversized t-shirt.
1: There is a 97% chance if you catch me at the gym, I'm wearing and one shorts and a kickball t-shirt.
0: Right. But everyone else though, is there's like a gym chic.
1: Yeah, I don't get it either. And then they don't sweat on it, which is crazy. So like, (laughs) what's the point? But what I will say is it's not one of those gyms where, like, have you ever been to gyms where you see people like picking up, yes. like they're going to hit on
0: makeup? LAC.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't get that. Like,
0: well, because you know that she's in the fitness and you're in the fitness because you're trying to show off your pecs. So, you obviously have that in common. Then you just go from there.
1: Yeah, but it's just, I don't get it. I'm well, there to do. I'm there to put in work
0: because you're the only one that's a sweaty beast, right? These girls one hundred percent full makeup, looking good. I'm one of these muscle dudes, Magnus, or Craigness. I am wearing a shirt that barely fits. I am wearing tight, tight shorts that show off my booty. And so then when I'm lifting, I'm like, we're going to do 300 today, 300-pound bench. Yeah. And then they, like, watch me do one. They're like, oh, like Gaston, you know?
1: So not this one, but I went to a, a different EOS in town and there were these two dudes in there and they were deadlifting and they were deadlifting close to 400 pounds but it was like one would lift and they would do one lift so they're trying to max and then they drop it and then they'd like high five and then they would review the video because they're recording their form (laughs) and then they just like sat there and talked for 15 minutes and then the other one would lift one and I know this happened because again I was on the elliptical for an hour watching, and then I lifted weights for another 30 minutes and I think they may have picked that bar up Four times in an hour.
0: But it looked good for the gram
1: though. It's ridiculous. And the worst part is I'm like your legs aren't even that big, bro. Because <laughs> it's not about that, man. It's that upper area.
0: Mm. There's the shoulders, the deltoid, the trapezoids, traps. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Body. I mean, if they're happy, cool, but it's not even pool season.
0: <laughs> because CJ, you get ready for pool season in the winter, everybody knows that. Come on.
1: Yeah, and you know, with it being COVID, wearing a mask during pool season. <laughs> You don't have to worry about the face.
0: <laughs> oh, man. CJ, let's get into the show. This week, we're going to be talking about The Challenge. We're going to be talking about Bachelor. We're going to be talking about Idol, but we're also going to be talking about The Voice.
1: It started this week. It did start this week. I was very excited. I, I, I We watched it. I watched it. I watched it, too, because, like... As I've said, I never really sat down and made it a point to watch Idol, but I have sat down and made it a point to watch The Voice. I watched the first two seasons of The Voice where Dia Frampton was on. She came in second, I believe. And I watched that season because I was a Megan Dia fan from back in the day. And then I watched season two of The Voice where Cassidy Pope won because I was a Hey Monday fan from back in the day. So I they brought me in because I liked them. And then I kinda And of you stayed because you liked the show. Yeah, I stayed because I liked the show. Well, I watched until they got eliminated, and they didn't. So ah, that's
0: okay. That makes sense. So you just stuck around, and then they continued to be there. Right. So you continued to watch.
1: So I've watched The Voice before, and I'm a fan of The Voice, but I haven't watched since season two. Like, I'm aware of it. It's in my periphery, but I haven't watch-watched. So it was really exciting to get it back because it just format-wise, I like it so much better than Idol.
0: So, interestingly enough, I don't know that I do. And I say that because the show's really, really about the oh, the judges. It is. Right? I'm watching. So, this season, we have um, Kelly Clarkson sitting mm-hmm. on the in-chair, what used to be occupied by Adam Levine. Correct. You have John Legend.
1: Welcome to Team Legend. <laughs> you have
0: Nick Jonas. hmm And then, obviously, Blake Shelton. He yeah. Has, he's been there all 10 years. This is the 10th year the show's been on.
1: Blake with his throne of trophies. Yeah,
0: he's, I guess he's won a bunch. He's won seven.
1: Seven of the 19 seasons.
0: Okay, that's that's, that's a that's a high number. It well, is a
1: high number, but he's also the only one that's been there all 19 seasons. Do
0: you know the other breakdowns of the other judges? I do not. Okay, I don't know either. We'll look it up. We'll, we'll get to you on that one. So I'm watching and the show opens up with Nick Jonas riding in on a motorcycle.
1: Which 100% stunt double.
0: I don't know. He might have been right. I mean, he just—he didn't do anything tricks. He just rode in.
1: I think it was a stunt double. I don't think his contract would allow that too much risk.
0: He might just actually ride a motorcycle, though. He's kind of cool.
1: I like Nick Jonas. He's definitely the coolest of the three Jonas brothers. Yes, by far.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The lamest is Kevin. One hundred percent. Anyway, so Nick Jonas rides in. They talk about Blake having something special for the tenth um, anniversary of the tenth anniversary of the show, mm-hmm. and we get Blake. Shelton doing a comedy bit where he is giving himself like three different versions of himself, like a cut, cut out a mirror
1: and a poster and a yeah.
0: poster of himself, um, congratulating him on, on 10 years of being, being around. And at this moment, I immediately realize that this is nothing like idol.
1: No. Cause it's the voice is a vehicle to make the judges bigger stars.
0: Yes. That's literally it. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's all it is. This is a vehicle to make the judges bigger stars.
1: And if you don't believe that, look at the fact that, like, although Blake Shelton is a super duper star, he was not a household name. He right. was a country super duper star. Now he's a mainstream star.
0: Correct. And it's interesting because while they, they did that, they haven't really had any success in terms of musicians.
1: I would say Cassidy is probably their biggest...
0: Morgan Wallen.
1: Oh, well, we don't talk about him.
0: But he's probably their biggest from the show. Yeah. And then Cassidy. But like the Swan Brothers didn't really
1: do much. No. Nah.
0: Uh, Dia Frampton didn't do anything.
1: She's actually put out two albums, but yeah, no. She's not... She got back with her sister. They make music again.
0: The person that won the very first season, he was really good. Mm-hmm. His album actually never came out. Really? Yeah. Like, I forgot his name, but he, it, it, it's not been a very good track record right from this show and i immediately saw why because this is the first time i've watched the voice in years Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go through these people but all these people are middle of the road
1: singers i wouldn't say they're middle of the road but there there was nobody that truly stood out in a way that like on idol every season you get a couple of transcendent talents
0: yeah And I, and we, I mean, we've, we've heard some of them, right? Mm -hmm. So far this, like this episode was kind of light on aisle, but we've heard them in like Cassandra Coleman. We've heard them in Casey Bishop Mm -hmm. and Grace Kinsler. Right. right? But we haven't, I I watched at this point, three hours of the voice Mm -hmm. and nobody has like popped off the screen with the exception, I think maybe one, I think we'll talk about them a little bit later. All right. I no And they're all good. That's the difference. They're all
1: good. So that's what it is. It's the, you, the idol is about finding a super duper star. Mm-hmm. The voice is just top down talent, but it's because they're more polished. And the, vo- like, the voice, a lot of these people have been working in the music industry on the periphery. They're people that have put out albums. You, I mean, like, you had Homegirl who had opened for Demi Lovato in China.
0: Yeah. You have the dude that was in a band with Blake,
1: right? Which funny homegirl that opened for Demi Lovato in China didn't get put through, but that you have people with actual polish, and a lot of it has to do with age because you see most of the people on The Voice are just they're older, yeah. Because Idol, once you hit twenty nine, that's your cutoff, mm-hmm. and realistically, even though twenty nine is the cutoff, most people don't make it on Idol after being twenty one.
0: 21, 22, 23, something like that. Yeah, that's Early about 20s. as
1: old as... It's a young man's game. Because mm-hmm. they're long trying long to long make a star. Mm-hmm.
0: And to make a star, you need longevity. Yep. Whereas uh, The Voice, we're just finding people that are
1: good. Well, it's a it's a competition. It's more competition. Because at the end of the day, the judges are trying to get that trophy.
0: Right, because it's, it's a competition. Another thing I noticed was that there's gifts? Question mark?
1: Yeah, I, that was new to me too. But my favorite gift was John Legend's... Song. Personalized
0: song. Mm-hmm.
1: Although I would be down to get a Team Kelly jacket.
0: <laughs> uh, Nick was giving away a notebook, Nick's notes.
1: Nick's notes, yeah. And
0: then Blake just gave away a bobblehead that, that didn't really look like him.
1: That was awful. I I feel like Blake hit the gift shop on the way over, <laughs> and was like, "Hey, can you put Team Blake on the bottom of this Jonah Hill bobblehead?" Thanks. Yeah.
0: And then that's what he did and brought those. Mm-hmm. So starting off the night, we started off with Kinsey Willer. Okay. Kenzie Willer, he was this country dude, had a nice real gravelly voice. He had a, a mullet. Mm-hmm. Uh Kelly turned around and blocked Blake. And this was the first time I've ever seen the blocks. I had Same. never,
1: ever heard of the blocks. So Future Wife said the the blocks were introduced about five seasons ago. Um, and it's, you know, further. Put the competition between the judges because the judges have a steal. So it kind of makes sense. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, this sucks for somebody who's on this show. Because if I come on this show, I want to be on John Legend's team. This is my number one choice. And if you block me from working with John Legend and he turns around, I'm going to be mad. right? Like, especially if like John and Blake are the two that turn around and Blake block John. Now I have to go to Blake's team. I don't want to be on Blake's team. I want to be on John's team.
0: Right. This this dude, I mean, he's a country dude. Right. He probably wanted to be on Blake's team. Probably. Because they all have their own niche, right?
1: Yes. And that was interesting to watch throughout the episode is – as I'm talking to future wife judges are turning around based on who they think they can work with and not necessarily the talent themselves. So there were singers that you would think like Kelly would turn around and she wouldn't. And I'm sitting there going, well, she probably didn't turn around cause she probably doesn't think that she can help them. And if Kelly's trying to win her, not being able to assist them is not in her best interest. Like she can help them become a better singer. But Kelly doesn't think she can win with them because she doesn't think she can give them what they need.
0: Because it seems to be all about
1: winning. That's very much what came across.
0: Which is odd because I thought we were just trying to make like the best voice. But anyway.
1: Well, you said it yourself at the beginning of the segment. They're not trying to build stars.
0: Because also once they turn around, so Kelly turned around, I believe.
1: All four turned around.
0: John turned around. Blake turned around. And Nick turned around. And all they did was lobby for them to go to one person over another. Yeah. And I I didn't know that that's what this show was about. I feel like when I watched in the early seasons, it wasn't so much this.
1: It wasn't. It was the early seasons. It was about trying to compete with idol watching it now with that, you know, years gap. It's its own thing, but its own thing is it's a vehicle for the judges, which is why it makes even more sense why they push the judges so far forward now. Right. Like, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel are in the background of Idol. Mm -hmm. They're there, and they're the faces of Idol because they're the judges. But they're not pushing them in the same way,
0: right? Whereas I know Blake Shelton's face because he's everywhere because of this. Correct. It's just nothing. It's just not. uh, This does nothing but help your cachet as a judge, right? So we get Kenzie Willer. He was good. Mm -hmm. Nothing too special. He ends up picking Team Kelly, right? Um. After he did a n- nice song Don't Close Your Eyes Next up we had Dana Monique Now I didn't love her She was a 41 year old um, singer from that, was on, that sang on cruise ships She did uh, Freeway of Love mm-hmm. She ends up on Team Nick
1: That was a surprise to me Just because I felt like That was John Legend through and through
0: Right And it was John and Nick that turned around Right And I I was not blown away by her voice.
1: It was it was soul,
0: but it wasn't like so. When I'm like watching these shows, right, I'm looking for someone that gives me goosebumps,
2: mm-hmm. someone
0: yep. that like makes me pay attention, right. And she didn't. I'm not gonna lie, she didn't.
1: No, she. It was very much going for Aretha. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't Aretha. That doesn't mean she was bad, right? It just—none of these people we're talking about are bad. I want to make sure I
0: say that correct. none of them are bad. But we're we're talking about who is going to like win this thing. I'm guessing, and I don't see her as a winner.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, don't think she can win either.
0: Next up, we had Cam Anthony. He can win. Now this kid was the one I was talking about. His voice he—he's he, one of two people overall but he's the only one from day one that like stood out
1: to me mm-hmm. and this is what I mean when I was very confused why he didn't get four chair turns
0: right I was too I, I I thought his voice was something that was so good mm-hmm. that you you would hear it anywhere you know what I'm saying and you'd be like okay this this guy is good
1: right And it was interesting because this was another one that I was like, oh, this is team legend all the way through. And then he ends up with Blake because Blake makes the promise of, I'm not going to turn for another singer in your lane.
0: Which I thought was a very strong argument.
1: That is a huge promise, but it goes back to what you're saying about it's about the judges winning and not about the contestant. Right. say that again. It's about like it's about the judges winning, not about the contestant. Right. So it's interesting to hear him say that, but I don't know if Blake is the best coach for him because I don't know if Blake will help guide him to pick the songs that will help him flourish.
0: Right. Here's a, here's a, let me play a little piece of what he was he was uh singing, working with. It's
2: overwhelming, it's much too. Strong
0: Like, like when he came in right there, amazing.
1: He was. He's one of the transcendent ones. But oh, but him, this is going back because because like especially this week we're just going to be talking about the voice and idol hand in hand. Mm-hmm. He'd also be good on idol, right? And not everyone who was good here. Lionel would cry. Well, Lionel cries about a lot of things. Well,
0: he cries when people are good, and this kid would have made him cry.
1: Yeah. Um, His performance would have been upper echelon on Idol this season as well. Yes. His performance might have been the best of the first two nights of The Voice.
0: Yes, except for... The guy I'm gonna talk about, in the, I I think they're neck and neck.
1: I think they're neck and neck too. I think we're talking about the same person because we haven't talked about it yet. Is the person at the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Do so, the same glory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That dude was good. No, no. No.
0: No. No. That dude was good. No. The dude at the end of night two.
1: Oh yeah, that guy was also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do the same glory though. Also really good. Yeah.
0: We're gonna get to that guy <laughs> right now though. Next up we have Christine Kane. She ends up on Team Legend. She did Watermelon Sugar. I did not think she was good.
1: I know why John turned around. I don't agree with it cuz she didn't she never went for it. So right. I don't know what she can do. Well, the
0: song is such a soft song. Yeah. There's no when when you're doing this show specifically, you need them to turn around cuz you need to do songs that are going to have climbs, mm-hmm. have places where you can show off your voice. And this one didn't. Oh, it's watermelon sugar. Bah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. That's it. It's maybe, nothing. Maybe we should do that song for karaoke. It's, it's very, very one note. Yeah. And it's surprising that anyone turned around because I didn't think anyone was going to turn around with this
1: one. I didn't either, but I like It's funny because it was just kind of flat and one note. And. Kelly talks about it on the next night with another contestant that they didn't turn around for when they were saying like you have to take the song and make it your own. So on these spoken word type songs, rather than saying every word, do some runs, play with the song, and make it your own so we can hear what you have. Because if you don't go for it, why would I turn around? But at the same,
0: at the same time though, you you don't want to cut off too many words. Like on Idol this week, Katie had a girl named. Erica Perry Mm -hmm. that they sent through nicknamed ET and the style that she did the songs. She just cut off words.
1: Oh, I really wanted to talk about her. So let's just talk about her right now in the middle of the voice since you brought her up. So she, she was treated as a gimmick, right? She came on, she was trying to be a gimmick. She started singing. And as soon as she started singing, I started getting some like Nora Jones vibe from her. Like I could hear it in her voice that there that might is be something. There. It's there, but you're so focused on being this character that you're not actually trying to get on the show. Which is why I loved when they when Katie stopped. and said stop, stop what you're doing right now, because like she's doing this arrangement of E.T. and it doesn't even sound like E.T. Right? I was like, it, it didn't even sound like it was in English. First of all, let alone it didn't sound like the song. So. Katie stops her, slows her down, tells her to enunciate,
0: and but well, that's when she did her second song.
1: Yeah, but she said, "You," like Katie told Lionel and Luke because they were like, "Nah." She said, "You have never received constructive criticism before in your life," which actually stopped that girl in her tracks because she said, "You are trying to push people away." And Here, you're actually likable, even if you're annoying. Here's a little bit of that.
2: I got filthy ways trying to see your art in my milky way. I'm a legend, I'm a rebbin', I'll be rebbing, I'll be so fighty off I don't even know what started. Welcome to the danger's old stepping through my fetter sea. and i invited to the other side of side of thing.
0: She's not saying complete words. She's not finishing the sentences. She
1: she was scatting. But it
0: the voice weird. is there. Right. And it's weird because you need to enunciate and they need to hear you. Right. So talking about her, and they ended up sending her through.
1: Which I don't hate them sending her through. She never would have made it through on The Voice because you only get the one song and right. she was bad Right. for the first song. Um, I don't hate them sending her through, but she's never going to win. Right, unless she finds because that voice is very good. It is, but I think it's too one note. It, I don't know if she can like do runs and hit those high notes. But you have no idea
0: because of what she was doing, right? You don't. That's also you don't true. Know. Like, but because like that's why I think because the voice sounds good, it's probably something there.
1: It's good and it's unique. Like I said, like I was getting Nora Jones vibes when she started, but she was a mess. Mm-hmm. I want to see her come back when they're in Hollywood. And see what they do with her before I make a final judgment on how good she is.
0: I I do, too. But going back to the voice, right? Um, The young lady that was up there, Christine Kane, she's doing watermelon sugar. And it's like, meh. Yeah. Meh. But John turned around, you know?
1: I mean, she was in his wheelhouse. Yeah. And I I think being with John will help her because he's going to help her pick songs that are good for her voice.
0: I think so too. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. Now Pete was interesting cause he's doing country. Can't find my way home. And they turn around and apparently this dude was in a band with Blake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so it was interesting. The way the guy explained it is they were basically in like, a songwriters jam session club. Yeah. So they would go and they'd test new material while other songwriters play the backups, like the backup sounds. And then they just take turns playing each other's songs. hmm But it's still interesting to be like, when he brings it up, Blake's like, oh, I actually do know you. Yeah. And then the photo of them on stage together. Yeah, super old. Yeah. But
0: it was Blake in the far right and then Pete on the far left.
1: Yeah, that was great. And
0: they were in a band together. They were doing some stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was really funny, so obviously, um, I felt like he was going to go team Blake because I think two people turned around.
1: Uh, Blake turned around. I think John turned around.
0: Yeah. And to me, Blake was the obvious choice because I've worked with you before. Mm-hmm. And so you at least know that I know what I'm doing. I'm at least, you, even though you don't remember me because Blake is obviously a big superstar and that guy's not. right, at least maybe you will give me some bandwidth and let me do some of my own stuff you know. Yeah. Um next up we had Devin Blake Jones. She was good, but she was meh.
1: They're all good, right? They're all good. I keep saying that. They're all good. He was good, but like the thing that I liked I liked how he arranged the song. I just don't think he's going to go far. Okay. And I I that's all I have to say on him. But like the next one was Rain Stern who did amazing. So Okay. So so Devin
0: goes to Team Nick. But the next up is Rain Stern. So
1: Rain got the first blind audition type look where they don't put the light on them so you can't see what they look like until the judge turns around. So they do that often? Once or twice per episode. Interesting. So they did that and I wasn't like I got a very androgynous feel just from the voice, which is not a bad thing. And then when they showed her turn around, I was like, okay, well, I see it now. Um, the voice was very unique. and That guitar playing was electric. It was amazing. Well, it was electric feel was the audition song, so that would make sense. I really enjoyed it. I'm curious to see what Nick does. With her but I don't like this is the this was the first one that I didn't know which judge would which which like which judge they would want to go to which judge she would want to go to
0: let me let me play a little bit because I thought this was amazing I thought this was great personally.
2: Put your circuits in the sea, hey. this is what the world is for, making electricity.
0: I didn't understand. What, I would have turned around as soon
1: as that like second guitar riff came through. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's the voice, not the guitar riff.
0: But the voice was already good, and I want to see who's playing this guitar because she's shredding, like shredding. Yeah. And so I, we can figure out the battle rounds later. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure out where we're going to be. And she ended up getting three chair turns. Like I don't know what Kelly was doing. She was sleeping.
1: But I think Kelly, especially Kelly, is very much trying to pick singers in her wheelhouse. I think she is being more strategic in her chair turns than anyone else. And I wonder if that's going to come back and bite her at the end because I think with the way that they're doing this casting, it's very top heavy with the talent going first because the last thing you need is them picking scraps at the end.
0: Right. Because they're at the end.
1: And especially with COVID, like, it's not like you just have people lined up outside the uh,
0: auditorium or whatever. Uh-huh.
1: So I'm very curious to see where it goes. Because through two nights, Kelly only had, what, three? Yeah. Three singers? And Nick had, like, 17. I know. Nick, Nick turned Nick, around for everyone. I hey, you know. The worst
0: part is with Nick is that he just beat him out. Like, he just was electric, and people just wanted to work with him.
1: I mean, when you are a super-duper star.
0: But so was John Legend. That's true. And so, like, he beat out John on, like, some people that I thought he wouldn't beat John
1: on. I think what it comes down to, though, is if you're hoping to be a pop star, you want to be with Nick. If you want to be a total package, maybe you go with John.
0: I don't, I don't know about that because, and I say, I say I don't know about that because for me, if I want to be, if I'm more of a singer songwriter vein, I'm going to go with Nick.
1: Really? Because I'd go with John.
0: Mm -mm, Because John does a lot of R and B and gospel. Right. True. This is like wheelhouse, obviously. Mm -hmm. But Nick Jonas writes most of the songs for the Jonas Brothers and Mm -hmm. he went out and he does everything right. Jealous is I remember the first time I heard jealous. I thought it was Robin Thicke.
1: Jealous is still one of my jams.
0: I still get jealous. Yeah. Like it's it's, I thought it was a Robin Thicke joint because it's so R&B and soulful. But then you hear like only human are... You hear even like one of those early Jonas Brothers songs, burning up. Yeah, burning up for you, babe. It's like so different. Yeah. So, it's just interesting that if I'm if I want to be a singer songwriter, I'm going to probably work with Nick. Yeah, country Blake. If I'm just an all-in-out pop star, I'm going to probably work with Kelly.
1: See, I think if I have a mate, like if I think I have power in my voice. I have amazing vocals. I'm gonna try to work with Kelly. Okay, because I think Kelly has the best, the strongest voice of the four there. So over John on just like power and from yeah. the voice, yeah. Okay, I don't. That's why that I was gonna say best and then quickly changed it because mm-hmm. I don't know if Kelly has a better voice than John, but she definitely has a more powerful voice.
0: Right. Speaking of of Kelly, next up was Corey Ward. And Corey didn't get any chair turns the first time. So he came back. Because he was on, I guess, what, last season? Yeah. Season 19. Mm -hmm. Then he came back, did a new song, had two people turn, Kelly and John.
1: So he did the Callum Scott version of Robin's song, Dancing on My Own. I really liked that song. I really liked the Callum Scott version because there was a lot of emotion. And he said he picked that song. So that you could hear the emotion in his voice, you definitely heard it. Because you got two chair turns real quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Next up was Victor Solomon. Mm-hmm. Victor Solomon sang Glory. Great song. Glory was written by John Legend.
1: You know who didn't know that? Blake Shelton. That was hilarious. That was the funniest thing <laughs> in all
0: the things. It was the two things that were the funniest thing in this thing. So Victor sounds great. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He does Glory John turns around John's very scrutinizes his own people singing people singing his own song which is this version
1: which is understandable because if it's your creation you're gonna you're gonna be way more critical of it right because it's I don't like what you're doing with my baby
0: and he killed it and mm-hmm. that was what John and Common wrote a uh, won an Oscar for from Selma yeah and it was just so good that dude's voice is powerful we'll play a little bit of stuff later So he goes up there, he sings that, and then he talks about how John is one of his idols, obviously. Mm -hmm. They sing a little Ordinary People together. Sounded great.
1: They were fantastic together.
0: I don't know why Blake was thinking that he could still steal him, because he tried. He legitimately tried. My favorite was when Nick Jonas turned to Blake after Victor sang with John. He said, I think we still have a shot.
1: (laughs) It was just funny because Blake is trying to steal him. And they're looking at Blake like that's John song. Yeah, and Blake's like, I didn't know that was John song. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: there was no way that it was going to go any other way. No. And Victor, he was just phenomenal. I'm, I'm excited to see him go through. I want to see how these battle rounds go. After the battle rounds, we're going to pick who we think is going to be a top three.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's worth it to do it like we're doing with Idol because Idol it's twelve. Yeah, but. I would much rather wait, because the battle rounds, it's just axes. Just cut, cut, cut.
0: We get to um, night two. Mm -hmm. We get Gene Garcia starting off the show. So Gene
1: also got the blind audition treatment. Yeah. And I thought it was a chick.
0: Yep. I thought it was a lady. And Mm -hmm. his his voice, though, was velvety and good. And he ended up on Team Kelly.
1: He was very good. Yes. I really enjoyed the performance. I was just shocked by the package.
0: Yes, didn't expect. Didn't expect Gene to look like that. Nah, very very surprised, but loved it. Next up, we had Aaron Kanzelman mm-hmm. ends up on Team Blake. Had like a ZZ Top type deal. Had like a long beard, hat, guitar. Mm-hmm. It was
1: fine. Did a ordinary world cover of a Duran Duran, which another great song. He ended up on Team Blake. I am not surprised that's where he belonged.
0: Yeah. Next up was Carolina real. Mhm She ends up on um Team Legend <sighs> she did I, I remember seeing her and she came out there and she was just like young girl, and she did that uh stay that stay with me song by Sam Smith, but she
1: went for it, yeah, and that's what I mean when y- you can't just you know spoke word it because she could have gone really easy on this one, but she like she did too many runs but i appreciate what she did cuz she was trying to show what she had and if you're on if you're on stage you only get one shot
0: you only get one shot so you got to you got to take advantage of it mm-hmm. right and she did yeah. and that's why that's how she ended up being picked by John John turned around you know the only yeah. two people turned around but that was fine next up was Ethan Lively he did a country song
1: he was generic country he was waiting for Blake to turn around Blake is the only one who turned around. They were mashed in heaven. They were mashed in heaven. Yep. Yep.
0: (laughs) Then last was Zach Romeo. Zach was. I'm I'm not even going to say anything about him. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you.
2: I'm in my bed, and you're not here. And there's no one to blame but the drinking marble. I feel
0: Long note gave me chills even now on the playback
1: yeah I was afraid that we were about to drown in Lionel's tears <laughs> because it was such a moving performance
0: and it's funny because you hear that and obviously they want to have the best person like go last and you speak of Lionel you flip back over to like I uh, he ends up on um team Nick team Nick which is a four chair turn Nick is the one that wins out because Nick is winning most of these battles.
1: Which I guess is just a a star power ranking.
0: Yeah, I guess if all four are there. And he's more of Nick's generation. Mm -hmm. But then you flip over to Idol and the only person that even matched that person for me was uh, the young lady that went last, uh, Rhonda Felton. Yes. She...
1: I feel like this was a very weak week on Idol. Right. Not to be punny. But it the only ones that stuck stuck out to me were Erica Perry, the alien, who it wasn't cause she was special, it was cause she was Special. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. No offense, Hagen, but just she was different. Uh Rhonda was amazing. Like she started, I said, I, I don't need to hear anymore.
0: Right. Um, Mary Jo Young, who sang for her mom,
1: but like, uh oh, you don't been, like Mary Jo? No, no, it's this isn't a knock on Mary Jo, but every week we're trying to pick people to go to 12, and I don't even know if she does. She was very good, I don't know if she was top 12 good, but I also don't know how many auditions we're getting.
0: True, I feel like we're coming to an end. So, the people that went through, we had Cecil Ray, Country Dude, mm-hmm. Samantha Sharp. She sang with her family mm-hmm. before. She was okay. Yeah. I, Nothing st- stood out.
1: No. Nah, I'm glad the family is not going to Hollywood, just her. Because that's, you know, a lot of people in one room.
0: Yep. Graham DeFranco. He, like, played a guitar and he did a song he, from Band of fine. Mary Joe Young. Like we were said, she's, she did an, a newer song, too, from Tate McRae. Mm-hmm. And I... Very much enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was one of the two standout performances on the day.
1: And she, what I will say about her is her, her speaking voice and her singing voice were not the same. And so I was very taken aback by how she sang because she was very good, but I don't know if she was m- like top twelve good. Let, let's.
2: When things don't go your way, you needed me.
0: I feel like her voice is just
1: different. I feel like I've heard it before, and I guess that's... <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a different that you have heard before
1: <laughs> I don't think she's different that that was the thing is i don't know i didn't I didn't hear anything unique, but I think she might be good enough to move on
0: okay i thought the uh the girl that was Alanis
1: she was good, and she you heard the uh the atlantis in her voice. Yeah. Like what she was named after. But you know who I want to talk about? I want to talk about this part, uh, this week's singer that made me angry. Before we do that, they did like a smash cut of like four artists that they
0: put through mm-hmm. but decided not to give them time.
1: Yeah. I felt bad <laughs> for all of them. Yeah.
0: It was, I don't even have all their names. Like they just pushed them through and they're like, they made it through. Here's one note from them. They made it through. Here's well, another note. They made it through. It's because
1: they need to be able to put together more video packages when we get to Hollywood. True. Because we've been getting, it's been very video package heavy.
0: Yeah, because there's no people lining up and stuff like that. We're bringing them in one by one. I like on The Voice how they have those, that giant video screen to see your family.
1: Yeah, I like that too. So that was cool. So week one, it was Claudia Conway that I didn't think should go through. And she went through, I'm not. I'm not too upset. Week 2, I was very angry about Fake Pitbull. I don't remember his <laughs> name. His name is Fake Pitbull now. He made me mad. Uh-huh. I'm not as mad as I am about Fake Pitbull, but I'm still pretty upset cuz this week they put through Christian McGuckian, the uh the maid girl from South Carolina who sang girl crush.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She was not very good. She was not remotely ready. She's like she's Average at best. She couldn't keep on time with the song. And then she cried and got three yeses. Is that all you got to do? Because if I was 29 and not 34, I can go cry on an idle stage so I can go to Hollywood.
0: <laughs> and they they put her
1: through because they knew she wasn't ready, but I think they're going to work with her. But, like, if the point is just to work with her, why don't you just hire her a voice coach? And then let her come back. Because I don't, she doesn't, like... You're going to work with her, but she has no shot at ever getting back to this stage again. True. Because she's not good.
0: Right. But maybe it'll just help her in the future. I'm not really sure. I'm but, just make, making excuses for it, right? Because uh, I, I'm trying to figure out the logic of getting three yeses.
1: So here's my problem. This was my biggest problem. Is this girl's 21, she said she was in a car accident that made her, made her wonder what... Would my life be like if I never chased my dream of singing?
0: She was seventeen, though.
1: I thought she was twenty-one.
0: She's twenty-one, though. She's at the car sandwich when she was
1: seventeen. Okay, so my point is, she's so since she was seventeen, she's been trying to chase this dream of singing. She gets on Idol. This is her chance to chase that dream. Where is my dream destroyer? Where is the person that tells her you are not good enough and you need a new dream? Because sometimes the world needs to hit you in the face.
0: You know where that dream destroyer is? Right here. We're gonna come back to idol, but that dream destroyer's name is CT.
1: Oh. CT, CT.
0: This week, told Big T, "Baby girl, you're not ready to run that final."
1: Oh, I have, I have many more thoughts on that too. This We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Week. Let's let's wrap up this idol talk. Yeah. CT, she didn't have CT in the room. She needed a CT. <laughs> she definitely because she's not good enough. She's not like she's not she's not singing on any cruise ships in the future she's not doing a Vegas review right like she's not curtain jerking for some band like she's playing coffee shops she's Phoebe from Friends <laughs> she would have been better off singing Smelly Cat <laughs> who
0: do you who do you have
1: making it to on
0: Idol making it to this uh, week?
1: Yeah just Rhonda. Just Rhonda, Yeah. Not Alanis? I don't think so. She was good. I don't, like... What about that Hunter dude, that dude that played guitar? He was also... So, like, I guess my biggest problem is, if you're asking me to pick locks now, and I don't know how many more auditions we're getting, it's hard for me to make a decision. So, you just have Ronda right now? So, I like, if I'm picking a lock right now, once I know everyone that's made it through, I can go back and backfill my roster. But right now, Ronda's the only one.
0: Okay. I have um, Rhonda. Mary Jo Young and Alanis Sophia making it. We're going to see how that bears out. Yeah. I'm sitting at like 12 people right now.
1: I'm sitting at like six.
0: I'm sitting at eight. I'm sitting at eight people. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting at six. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I want to talk about the challenge though.
1: would Would you like to talk about Christopher?
0: So first off, go ahead and tell me I was right. Because I told you that the security breach was going to be a double elimination.
1: I fell this week and I hit my head. I don't remember anything from <laughs> last week. Because
0: <laughs> last week, you thought they were going to bring in someone off the bench. They are going to have Amber come back or something.
1: Did I say that? I don't know. I hit my head real yeah. hard. I don't uh, remember.
0: It would end up being a double el- elimination. It did. CT got the goof that's like all he, he wanted. wanted. And he let his boy Devin call out a dude. And he called out Darrell.
1: Big balls by Devin. And
0: that's all Devin can do. He takes big swings, man. He took out... I Wes, mean, you took out bananas?
1: Looking at the challenge that was right there, I'm probably not calling out Darrell. I'm probably calling out Nam, but I'm working with Nam.
0: Right, so I'm not going to call him out even though he had the bad back.
1: Yeah, So the, and you can't call out Corey because he's a rogue. I mean, I probably would have called out somebody that already had a skull at that point. Maybe call out Kyle. Right. But big ball, like, I know Devin was talking a lot of shit. I respect Devin for calling out Darrell. Mm-hmm. He didn't win, but I respect. You got to make the, the move, though. Yeah, I respect the move.
0: So, Devin doesn't win. Darrell wins. Mm-hmm. Gets his goal school.
1: Which, I just thought it was funny because Devin was like, puzzles are my thing and I'm shit in the bed. Yeah,
0: and he's, and I like Devin because he's very frank. Yeah. You tell it just like it is.
1: Yeah. Is he annoying? Yeah, but he's honest. Yeah.
0: Next up, we had the goof go against CT.
1: That was not close.
0: Today, um, time of recording, Friday, Josh says that uh, CT didn't cheat per se, but he said that CT, that his harness, something happened with his harness so he couldn't come down, some, some excuse. CT got that puzzle done in like 10 seconds from so, all accounts.
1: So Josh says that C, that like something was wrong with his harness. Is that why he never got the seventh puzzle piece? At least we didn't see. Because yeah. they were showing it. He was still swinging around, Peter Panning up there. CT had the presence of mind to grab the puzzle pieces, put them in a pile, so that when he came down, he didn't have to run around. Which was great.
0: Knocking them all in one spot.
1: Yeah. That was great. So CT does that, gets down on the ground, and then, like, the camera's still looking at Josh, like, what is Josh doing up there? And the CT's like, I'm done. Done. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And CT won. Now,
0: CT, since he had gone down there to go get his own skull. Mm-hmm. he had the first pick if you wanted to switch partners.
1: Yeah. I am not surprised. <sighs> they switched to Big well, Tula? Well, I'll say, I'm not surprised by what transpired. How? I am very upset of how, how it, it transpired.
0: transpired. So CT gets the switch from Big T.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And exuberantly, he shouts that he wants Cam. Cam. I want Cam. Cam. I want Cam.
1: Give me Cam. Give me Cam.
0: Yeah. Kill a Cam. Give me Cam. I made a big mistake. The biggest mistake I ever made was not going with you to begin with. That was me. That was my bad. I want Cam. I'm fixing that right now. I want Cam.
1: Pick I T
0: felt so small. And I felt small for
1: her. I felt very tiny and I'm a large man. I
0: shrunk in the moment.
1: You know what though? Like no one is surprised by what happened. It's like you said it's the how. It's the how. And like I've never, CT is one of my favorite challenge competitors. I've never been more disappointed in CT. And I saw him nearly murder a guy on camera. Yeah. And I'm still. Adam King, he almost killed Adam King. Yeah. And I'm still more upset about this than attempted homicide.
0: And it continued to snowball because after he does this, it makes Big T feel terrible. Kyle's also upset with him because he had told Kyle he wasn't going to take
1: Cam. Yeah, Kyle's I mean, dumb though. It's fine.
0: Then he did, but it can't. But Kyle's a snake. He does stuff, snaky stuff too. So whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Kyle then picks Nani,
1: which I'm surprised he picked Nani. I thought he was gonna pick Gabby. I thought so maybe too. Because of the three girls that you're picking between, I'm probably want Gabby at this point in the game.
0: He was funny though with it. He was like, "Daddy's home." Yeah. Because <laughs> and, and Nani was like, "Damn." they were partnered together to begin with, and then now they're repartnered together. Yeah. Um. They let Corey pick next, he picks Gabby, and Nam gets stuck with Big T. Yeah. And I don't want to say stuck in a bad way, but based on how the numbers bared out, that's what... It it was
1: stuck because neither of them had a choice. Correct. You're not being mean like CT.
0: Right. So then the next day, they get the day off. They get back to the the bunker, to the Uh house. Uh, No bunker this season. They get back to the house and... Headquarters. Yeah, they get back to headquarters. And Amber's really happy that she stayed with Darrell. Uh They...
1: Nani's in tears because... Joshua's gone. The goofers went home.
0: Yep. And Big T is... Says that her spirit was broken.
1: Rewind. Before we talk about that... Big T had just got crushed in front of everyone. Uh What is she doing in the house? She's comforting Nani. Yeah. Because she's that person, man. Like, Nani's crying because her dude went home. He just lost. Yeah. Big T got... Stepped on like an ant. I'm a huge Tula fan now. Oh, 100%. I, there's no,
0: there's no, she's all, she was already great. She was already funny. Mm-hmm. But Big T, I'm a fan. I follow her on, on Instagram now. I'm a fan.
1: I, I propose her for
0: Bachelorette. <laughs> they, I mean, currently they don't have one. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Right. But Big T, it, she, she comforts Nani and then she goes in, into her own room and she cries because. CT, the way he embarrassed her, it wasn't just that he picked someone else. He embarrassed her. Yeah. He made
1: an ass of himself. The fact that he said it was the biggest mistake he's ever made, that hurts. Like, it's just sticks and stones may break my bones, but words his words cut deep. No, but his <laughs> words broke her spirit.
0: Yeah. And if he had literally just said, Big T, I don't I don't think we can win the final.
1: I gotta take care. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, even she said, I'm not mad that he switched. I'm mad at how he did it. Because yes. if he would have said, I think I have a better shot at winning with Cam. I'm switching to Cam. If he just gave me a heads up, fine. And even if he didn't give me a heads up, fine. And apparently he
0: promised her he wouldn't switch. Which he did. And if you, even if you promise and you say, I, ha- I have to go back on that promise. Yeah. I'm sorry. As long as you're not a jerk. And he was a jerk for no reason.
1: He was one hundred percent a douche and the wrong on that one. And
0: then they get the, they get to go to the hot springs. Right. He censors some champagne,
1: which he didn't pay for. Peace offering though, but he didn't offering. pay for it. He
0: might have. I don't know. I don't know how their money works. Um. Then he makes like some logs. He gets some logs going. Set up some.
1: Um, set up a fire.
0: Fire set up some s'mores. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to tell her, while she's bearing her heart to him on why she feels bad. That she is not allowed to feel bad about what he did.
1: You know what the funny thing is? She was sitting there crying, and she was ready to forgive him. Yes. And he wasn't listening. to w- All he had to do was shut up and listen and say, I'm sorry. Because he, he was he, in the wrong. He did not shut up and listen. He did not say, I'm sorry. And then he doubled down on his move by saying, you're not ready for the final.
0: Tula. Tula, you, you're not ready for the, that
1: final, baby. And even And that made her angry? But it was the, you don't get to talk to me that way. Like, you said that you're my friend. Friends don't treat friends this way. And she was 100% correct. Yes. He, I don't know if I can call him my favorite challenge competitor when he's just out there crushing wills like this. He's got to fix this. And this isn't crushing wills like the Johnny Bananas backpack. This is crushing wills like you're an awful person.
0: Yeah, this is Bad all around,
1: and his his argument of, uh, what am I gonna tell my kid that we didn't win a million dollars because I'm nice? Oh my god, who cares? Why
0: why are you putting that on her too?
1: And also, your kid is what two years old? I don't think your kid's watching the challenge. Four, maybe now. I mean, kids not watching the challenge anytime. But
0: even still, you're putting that on her. Yeah, come on, Chris, Christopher, come on, you can't do that to her after you just. And she told you, you crushed my spirit. And you're telling her that you didn't crush her spirit?
1: Yeah. Like, she's telling you that I feel broken. Yeah. I wanted to leave. There's there's the apologies where, like, you hear people, but you don't listen. He had on his Beats headphones and was just bobbing his head around as she kept talking. Like, yeah. he was not trying.
0: And he's like, oh, she stopped talking? Heads falling off. You're in the wrong. No. Yeah. And that was, like, the main thing that happened on this episode. There was no challenge. Was no daily challenge.
1: Well, they were about to start it, but before they started the daily challenge, they had to do a medical update on Nam, who's been broken for weeks now with yeah, the messed up his back. back. Um, people were trying to help him out. People have been telling him, "Hey, like you need to get it checked." Finally went and got checked. Got a pain killing injection. Wasn't medically clear to compete.
0: He got sent home, and now that insult to injury, or that injury to insult, I guess. Yeah, Tula is cannot perform in this challenge, and she's a
1: rogue again. Which is awful because this is gonna end up being a women's elimination. Yep. Which takes it down to six. Which means she's gonna have one shot to get a skull. Maybe we Possibly. don't know if they're gonna. We don't know if they're gonna cut at six and be like, if you don't have a skull, you just go home now.
0: Right. And she's not even gonna have the opportunity at this next challenge. Right. So it just sucks. It sucks for for Big T and we're here for her. The Winner Takes All podcast is here for her.
1: Yeah. Big fans.
0: I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to see what happens the rest of the, uh, the season, obviously. Um, but that's all that happened this week on the challenge. Like it was CT acting like a big jerk.
1: Yeah. It was the CT show, which normally I'm, I'm in for, but not this week.
0: I mean, he yelled at Kyle too, but everyone, no one really had any sympathy for Kyle because people like Kyle, you would have backstabbed him anyway. Like that's kind of how.
1: Yeah. And if Kyle really wants cam back, go win a challenge.
0: Well, you don't have the way to win the challenge. You have to go in elimination. But why would I go down there if I already have my school
1: Exactly. It
0: doesn't make sense. So he's not going to get Cam back. That's the end of that. Yeah. But it Cam is a hot commodity, though. Every that was a funny line by Leroy when after he did all that yelling, he's like, "Act, she's she's still my girlfriend, though." Yep. I'm <laughs> let you know. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My yeah. Bad. Cool. My bad. Cool. Yeah. I just bad. want. I just want her as a partner. <laughs> yeah. That was that was great. Man, you mentioned Big C for Bachelor. The Bachelorette. Yeah. This week we had the women tell all.
1: So I don't know if this is just an open secret because we have a group of several friends where we talk about the bachelor bachelorette every week. The women slash men tell all episode is the worst episode of every season. (laughs) I'm putting it out there. I don't know if other people agree with me, but I think it's the worst episode of every season because it's just them sitting around airing previous grievances and Especially the first 30 minutes of this episode Reminded me why I hate watched most of this season Because these women are delusional
0: The only person that lived up to their badness Was Anna and she apologized And that was the only genuine apology
1: Right And The even, only one And even living up to her badness She still didn't do enough Because like you you know who this girl is through people right You couldn't like get her number and shoot her a text after the after the season, yeah, be she like, hadn't.
0: She waited till now.
1: Yeah, like you couldn't get her number. And be like, hey, I'm sorry, I ruined your life, and you know, put out there that you're a high price escort. No, you had to wait until you were on TV to try to squash the beef. It's too late. It's too late. But she's the only one that owned up to it. I we had 37 girls coming after Katie, the queen, who, unlike Victoria, is actually a nice person. Yeah. And it shows how toxic that the house was this season that the women all came after her and basically called her a fire starter because she went and told Matt that there are problems that are causing an unhealthy level of toxicity in this house. But like, I don't know how Katie's in the wrong for talking about the bullying going on. And the fact that all the bullies doubled down was ridiculous.
0: The funniest thing that I read this week on Twitter was one of the guys that was on Claire slash Latasha season mm-hmm. said, "Why would we want to go to paradise with these girls?"
1: It's true, one hundred percent true. I was like, "Wow, he's not wrong." Because if if I'm on, if I'm able to go to paradise, like outside of Piper, it, is Piper going? Is Katie going?
0: Is Serena P going? Yes. Is Brie going? Is Michelle Ma. and Brittany? That's it? If, That's if, it. Are, yeah. are any of them going? No. And then one no. Of the, they say, oh, Piper and Serena P will be there. Okay. And then the moment they get wiped up, whoop, guys, my time is up. It was yeah. good seeing all you guys. I'm going to go ahead. Serena C? No, no, no. I'm going to go ahead and take off.
1: Yeah. But, I hope I can be back next season.
0: Yeah. I mean, Serena C might give me some sloppy toppy, but I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll see y'all next next paradise season See you later I'm out of here Oh wait Anna's here Yeah yeah no I'm I'm good I'm good I'll see you later Anna it was good meeting you please don't yell at me And call me a prostitute Thank you see you later bye like, yes. that's, that's what I would It's bad it's that bad because they showed it And then it, it's worse because They showed Parts of dates That they didn't show Right and
1: those were good parts of dates. But we didn't get that because of the drama. Like, we didn't get Tasha on screen at all this season. Tayshia was on this season. And we didn't know that. I
0: think Becca was there too. Yeah. Becca and Tasha came.
1: And nothing because we had to deal with the drama. Like Man. That part with them sticking their hands in the bugs, that would have been great. Comedy. But we didn't get that. Uh, what's your face got lost in the woods? Comedy. Kit? Kit. Kit.
0: Lost in the woods. (laughs) She was lost. Yeah. Because they were playing hide and seek. Everybody was in in the hot tub.
1: Which, anytime you miss out on the hot tub, you're probably missing out on Prime Bachelor time.
0: Yeah. And we didn't even get them in the hot tub. We didn't get Kit lost in the woods.
1: Nope. We didn't get none of that. Why? Because we had to deal with Victoria being a mean girl. This, like, I've been watching since Juan Pablo, and this was probably my least favorite season to watch of The Bachelor.
0: And it has nothing to do with The Bachelor.
1: No. Matt ended up being fine. Matt has actually been one of the better bachelors in recent history. And he
0: has been pretty funny. Yeah. And like him falling all the time and stuff. It's funny.
1: But we got so much drama. like we And got, not good drama. But we got so much drama. Heather got edited out of the episode. Oh, my gosh. Heather! So for those that don't know, Heather Martin was there. She was sitting behind Katie. You could see her blonde mane. Yes. In all of the wide shots. But they made it a point to not only not talk to her, they didn't air any of her talking, they edited the shots so that she wasn't in frame. Right. You saw her when they did,
0: like, these panning back shots. And you're like, oh, there's someone sitting next to, her, I think, Kit? Yeah. Oh, there's a blonde. Oh, I think it was Heather. But you never saw her face. Which was crazy. Crazy. Because they just cut that whole segment. Yeah. Cut to, the whole segment. To deal with the drama. <sighs> even the women tell all was bad I mean they had to even right at the beginning
1: Filmed February
0: 4th So you didn't think that Chris Harrison Was still involved
1: Yeah because they're trying to disavow from him too
0: It was the women tell all was a mess It was a mess
1: So we're getting Emmanuel Acho Former NFL linebacker That's going to be hosting after the final rows I'm really hoping we don't get Chris Harrison Back anytime soon he said he's not leaving the show. I'm. Uh, he can be a producer and be in the background, but I don't think he needs to be on camera anytime soon. I don't think so either. They haven't fired him. Well, because he's a producer. He's got to fire himself.
0: No, they're still a creator. They're still an executive producer. That's true. And they fired him, but they haven't fired him yet. Yeah. And then we have like, stuff happening off screen, like Taylor Nolan. Have some bad tweets. It was Mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, man.
1: It's been a rough few weeks for The Bachelor franchise all around.
0: Yeah. I mean, but that's what happens when you ignore race for so long.
1: And it's so this is the worst part is this show has been on for years. How hard it is. How hard could it possibly be to find 30 single people? They don't even have to be single based on recent seasons, but 30 people that don't have questionable social media histories.
0: It shouldn't be that hard. And also, you, if you know you're in the running, go and purge your stuff. Right. Go. I'm a very kind person. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything like crazy offensive. Right. We started recording the show, and I purged my my Twitter. Yeah. I don't think there's literally there was anything there even remotely bad. Right. But we started doing the show. I'm releasing this on the out on, to the world. I am just going to wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Because why would I keep that around just in case?
1: Yeah, in case you get canceled later on.
0: It doesn't make sense. So if you know you're going to The Bachelor, you're now going to be a public figure. Go and wipe, even if you did some questions. Like for Taylor, the stuff she was saying was eight to ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. There was not one group she didn't go after.
1: Right. Um, uh,
0: Asian, Asian Americans, uh, Hispanics. She went after... Uh, blacks, Jews, people that are disabled.
1: Like, she went after everyone.
0: Literally, people that are bigger. Like, like, she fat shamed. It was bad. But if she had just purged her Twitter, none of that stuff would have been found now. It was a problem. Because now Taylor is a huge ally.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she's spoken about it publicly and all these things. But the people wanted to cancel her because she was saying that they need to cancel Chris Harrison. And you know how these people be. Mm-hmm. And they decided to go and find up, dig up stuff Taylor said.
1: And this isn't like completely unrelated, but this isn't like a James Gunn situation where when James Gunn got fired for being Guardians of the Galaxy director because people brought up old tweets, James Gunn didn't delete those tweets, but James Gunn had apologized for those tweets years before. Right. Somebody found him, brought him up again. Then he got fired by Disney. And then people were like, why did you fire him? He's already apologized for this. You're trying to cancel him for something that he's already acknowledged is wrong and apologized for, which is why he got the job back for Guardians 3. He's just doing it after Suicide Squad. Taylor should have deleted this stuff a long time ago. Right. Because she never apologized for it since.
0: She has now.
1: She has now. But my point is, is like this is stuff that's out in the ether. And like if you've known you said questionable stuff in the past, apologize for it ahead of time.
0: Bro, that's why I just deleted it just in case. I know I haven't done nothing. Yeah. I know I haven't said nothing. But it's got to go. But if someday this thing got real big, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're like, Kevin from the Winner Take All podcast said something real offensive at some point or another in his life that is on the internet for someone to dig up, I just try to get rid of it, man. Yep. I'm sure I didn't, Mm -hmm. but it's just in case. Right. Oh, man. Bachelor Nation is crazy. There's a lot going on.
1: I don't know if we're going to watch The Bachelorette this season. Because it depends on who it is. It it really depends on who it if is. If it's Tula, we're watching. <laughs> if she can if she can jump brands, yeah. If it's Tula, we're watching. I'm down.
0: If it's Katie, we're probably gonna watch. Uh Katie, Piper, Piper, Serena P.
1: Yes, Bree, maybe Bree, Michelle. Yes, Michelle, funny. I need more push ups out of Michelle.
0: Yeah, those are. That's kind of it. Yeah, Kit.
1: I wouldn't watch with Kit.
0: I would because I want to see because she knows she's working with money. So I want to see who she feels like fits in that space with her.
1: I wouldn't watch if it was Kit, but I'd be very interested to see what the casting list looks like. Yeah. Because do they only cast rich dudes? Like, do you have to be a part of the 1% to get on her season? Because
0: you want to make sure you're not there for her money? Mm -hmm. Because you know that I would be watching and be like, maybe we need to go. Yep. I know you're getting married next week. (laughs) But maybe maybe. we need to go. Yeah, I'm going to be a kept man. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, what is your uh, final thought, man?
1: I want to talk about console wars.
0: Okay. Oh, the console wars. So
1: we haven't talked about console wars in a while because I got my... Because you won. I I won. I got my PS5. I got my Xbox. I have a Switch that I don't really play, but I'm traveling. I'm going on a honeymoon, so my Switch is going to get some attention. It's going to be very happy. Okay. I want to talk about a patent that... Sony requested this past week. Okay. I don't know if you saw this. No. Sony it put in a patent that is going to allow them to turn household objects into controllers. So, explain. So, basically, the patent has a means for, quote, a passive non-luminous object being held by a user and turning it into a video game controller. Meaning you could turn a banana into a controller. Uh, uh, (laughs) Like a a banana. uh, Okay, okay. Let me me read some more of this patent. Okay, so the patent says, quote, it would be desirable if a user could use an inexpensive, simple, and non-electric device as a video game peripheral. It cites examples such as one orange, one banana, or two oranges or bananas. A camera could detect the items so that they wouldn't be used as controllers and the camera would quote, detect a user's finger and the obtained images to coincide with the location of a virtual button. The images used in the patent are actually a banana. This is absurd. And I'm here for it because it's going to open up gaming to far more people because it's not going to be as expensive as a hobby when you can use regular stuff because controllers are expensive. A controller's like what, sixty dollars now?
0: Right. But like where's the buttons?
1: That's the thing. It's a camera that's looking at your hands that's going to put buttons digitally
0: on said banana.
1: Because you're using it.
0: Huh. But like you I need that reaction
1: from the button push. Do you need haptic feedback though? Yeah. Like I know I want it, but like you don't get a reaction from your iPhone.
0: I don't play games on my iPhone for that reason.
1: Okay. So So
0: any games that I play on Apple Arcade,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: use a controller. Okay. Because I need to feel the button.
1: So you have like a controller hooked up to your iPad to play games?
0: Yeah. It's through Bluetooth. You could hook up a Xbox controller or a PlayStation right. controller. So I Bluetooth the controller to the iPad to play the games because I when I'm using just the screen, I'm like running all over the place. I can't really <laughs> push the button. It doesn't really work well.
1: That's true. I only play like puzzle games and board games on my phone.
0: Right. And I'm not playing iPad. 2K on my phone.
1: No, me neither. I think it's weird. Or people that play like Call of Duty on their phones or play yeah. Fortnite on their phones. I can't get down I with it. I can't get down
0: with it. No. I need a controller. Right. So if I were to take a banana mm-hmm. and then try to push in, when I like push hard on the X button, and my finger becomes gross because I've just pushed through the banana.
1: I'm out. Why are you pushing that hard on the button?
0: Because I'm trying to jam the button. I'm trying to do something real fast. I'm trying to do a trick, and SS tri- SSX tricky.
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy to me because the patent like specifically cites a banana, but it opens up a world of possibilities. Like you can use a binder, you could use a book. I would you use, something use a flat water like bottle.
0: I'll use like a like a portable charging type thing because it's like yeah. a square.
1: I have a portable charger that's a Pokeball. <laughs> you could use that. But why would you? I wouldn't because like it would be hard to. It's circle. It's a ball. What thing. if
0: you like went and bought a candy bar just so that way you could like have something like a flat surface, and then when you're done, you open a candy bar and eat it.
1: Yeah, but I think like you're gonna want probably like maybe a Kit Kat. I was thinking
0: or like a Mr. Good bar, like a big Mr. Good bar.
1: Yeah, like I don't think you want to use Twix.
0: No, because of the.
1: The, the size two you definitely don't want to use the snickers no maybe uh uh like a hershey's bar
0: i need like a big pad yeah so i want to use like a hershey's bar yeah yeah i guess that's or maybe i, I would probably just use my phone
1: no it's got to be a non-luminous object i guess if you use the back of your phone you use the you back of fine. my phone
0: yeah i'll turn my phone over and then just use the back and like tap but that. that
1: but you're still not getting your feedback
0: right if i'm doing this i'm never going to do this i'm going to buy a controller
1: so like is my biggest takeaway from this being that we're in the uh get off our lawn club because we're still buying controllers when kids are going to be playing on like all sorts of things
0: um yes we are in that club but i mean i entered that club a while ago when i said get your fortnite out of
1: here yeah still i i still have never played fortnite really or minecraft
0: i've never played minecraft either nah them kids loved them those those two games. I know. That was when I was out. When when kids started saying bet, that's when I was also out. I was like, oh man, that's a great term. I'm gonna start using it. But I didn't know where it came from.
1: Bet? Bet.
0: Uh, that, that's like that means yes.
1: Okay. That's weird.
0: See? Like I'm saying, we we've been on that club, bro. <laughs> we didn't just get there. We've been there.
1: I could also use my laptop as a controller if I just closed it. It's a
0: really big controller. That's fine.
1: I got big hands.
0: No, no, no. Like, the buttons wouldn't be larger. you They would still be small. But you just have, like, a bunch of extra space for no reason.
1: I mean, I remember when the Xbox controller was considered that size.
0: I wonder if you could use this controller, this haptic, this uh digital controller, controller if you will, in, like, tournament play.
1: I would assume no, because... Normally they make sure everyone's peripherals are the same. So you don't have extra buttons or abilities, but I think it depends on what type of game. Cause like having extra buttons on Madden is different than like having extra buttons on street fighter. Right. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Huh? It's an interesting thing to, to ponder. CJ, thank you for those words about the controller. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. I'm not really excited about it. Sony keep your patent. Ain't nobody buying the camera
1: I mean I'm still going to keep playing my PlayStation and my Xbox I'm going to just
0: keep buying those controllers <laughs> I think the Xbox is winning the console wars by the way
1: I think it's close right now but I don't think anybody's really reporting on it because
0: I think I think PlayStation now sold them two to one but I think there's more content for the Xbox
1: oh 100% and it's it's mostly because the games are reversible
0: yeah yeah that's mainly it. So it's yeah. out there and then also with the uh the game Pass library and whatnot
1: Oh yeah, the game. My Game Pass is gonna work out.
0: Yeah, this is just using the whole thing. Yep. CJ, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at keyboard sarcasm. Find me on the gram at cjlee04. Might be able to see me at Disney World. Oh hey,
0: that's right for your
1: honeymoon. Yeah, we're doing that. This we're gonna be
0: doing this show, and I think we're gonna be taking a couple weeks off. Maybe I might have a replacement guest host lined up to do maybe next week's episode. Might be able to hear from producer Albert.
1: Who knows? That'd be fun. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, You can find me at KG Fury on all platforms. You can follow us here on the show here at the Winter Takes All feed. Also, you can find us at the Fury Podcast Network feed. Rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. It's been fun, man. Today was a good day. It was fun. I'm really excited for your wedding, man. Yeah. Open bar. Open bar, baby. Yes. With all that being said, all we got left to say is peace.
2: Peace. Peace.